Welcome to the Tabletop Submarine, where we dive a little bit deeper into why we love board games. Strap in and prepare for a deep sea adventure. You're your host. Voyagers, welcome to the Tabletop Submarine Podcast. It is so good to have you here on the submarine. And we have no guests today. All, all there is in the submarine is me and my number one co-host. We don't need a guest today. Today we're going to recap a huge weekend in gaming. Huge. Origins. Origins Game Fair. So, I love Origins. Andrew, what are your, what are your feelings about Origins? I adore Origins. Not only do I always have a great time, but I always meet amazing people. And this time was no different. Yeah, no, I, I have all the conventions I try to go to. I mean, people can say what they want about Gamma and how it's run, but I just love Columbus as a city. And the mm-hmm. location of origins, like people say this all the time, there's there's f- great food not too far. It's mm-hmm. much less expensive than like say PAX or Gen Con, mm-hmm. and it just feels like a gamer's weekend more so than yes. most cons I go to. Like it feels like the focus is on playing games. For me, it was networking and pitching, but yes, I even got to play a few games. But uh, yeah, I love seeing the huge amounts of people in just the free play area. And every table is full and every table has got a different game on it. And the board game library has got a stream of people going in and out. I, I love watching that process. The, the people watching there is great anyway. But on top of that, just watching people actually get excited to play a game and doing things I find crazy, like reading rule books. Like, what is that about? Who does that? Just pull <laughs> up a video at this point and watch it played. will take care of you most often. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm, the, I'm the one who does that. We, we played votes for women over the weekend and I'm the one who read the rule book for that. I don't, I don't even know if there's a video for that one, but well, thank goodness you did. And God bless you. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that one in a future torpedo episode. We'll give our thoughts about votes for women from Fort circle games, but yeah, no, there's, I had the opportunity speaking of networking to talk to a lot of people at origins and publishers and, you know, creatives in the industry. And they are able to share with me, some snippets about what they're doing at Origins, what they have coming up in the future. And that's what kind of today's episode is. Not only that, though, I asked them what their favorite Origins story is. So they were able to share, you know, either this Origins or Origins Past, what their favorite experience has been. I got about 13 people today to talk to us. So this should be a very fun time for sure. But first of all, we're going to we're going to just go straight into the dive then, not until they talk about anything. So let's get that. Let's get our instruments ready and just go straight into it. Sure. Okay, so first off, we're going to share our favorite experiences at Origins. Besides playing games with you, Andrew, I'll go ahead and kick this off. So my favorite thing that happened at Origins was I finally, finally got to play a mega game of Den of Wolves. Oh, and yeah. my gosh, Andrew, this was absolutely incredible. I don't, I'm not okay. sure this would be something you would enjoy. Okay. I think you would appreciate it, but knowing that you're not a big RPG guy, this is heavy RPG. There's a really interesting resource management game in there amongst mm-hmm. the other ships, but I was more heavy into the role play stuff. And holy cow, in this game, Den of Wolves, it's a mega game. It took about six hours to play. You play these, this fleet of human survivors trying to run away from these rabid humans called the wolves, Battlestar Galactica style. Mm-hmm. And so I was playing one of the council members who was trying to pretty much enact laws and make sure that peace was kept. 
and there's too way too much to go into, but I can I can say there was deception, there was betrayal. We arrested the admiral of the fleet at one point on my orders. My ship almost tried to, you know, demote me and vote me out of office mm. and stuff. Like it, twists and turns. If anyone has not played a mega game, I highly recommend this one. You were totally immersed when I, I, I went to talk to you real quickly and just tap you on the shoulder about this cool thing that I did. Uh, and I felt almost bad interrupting. But uh, yeah, you were sitting next to Steven Vesey. So he was probably one of the guys who uh, voted you out, I'm guessing. He was that bastard. He was leading the charge. <laughs> he was leading the charge, too. It was like him and the captain of another ship I was I was kind of representing. And he was like, I just don't trust anything. I'm like, Stephen, what the heck, man? So yeah, me and Stephen Vesey, who was a former of Lum the show where we were able to sit together and play. And it was it was really fun. But Andrew, what, what, what was your favorite memory over this origins or story? If you asked me that question on a different day, I would probably bring in one of five different answers. But the one I'm thinking about right now is uh, you and I playing Crokinole. And uh, me getting a chance to show that to you. And we're going to talk about that in a future episode as well. But also meeting Stephen Brown, who is uh, the Brown Castle Games founder. He makes these crokinole boards. He makes the crokinole pieces. And he made a billiards version of crokinole. So you can literally play pool on your crokinole board. Uh, (laughs) That was an instant buy for me. And it came in and... um, I may or may not be waxing up my crokinole board to play some this week because that was so much fun. The idea that you can play pool or billiards on your table and you either want to get it in the hole or get it off the board and that's good enough. So the combo shots are exactly the same skill set except that you have the pegs blocking you. So it still (laughs) takes this really interesting way of playing the game and yet it still has all the same feel. So... I'm looking forward to checking that out and playing that more. That was great. Yeah, you teaching me crokinole, it really actually got me considering buying a crokinole board. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they said they could do a tabletop submarine logo in the middle. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, well, that could be really cool. <laughs> just, yeah. like, it, would just, it would just be for me. But like, oh, gosh. So I'm grateful you taught me, though, because I had a great time playing crokinole with you. So some other honorable mentions real quickly, though. Chris. Go for it. Chris Godlett, who does the uh, Charity Board Gamer, does amazing networking events. So if you're not a part of that, on the next convention you go to, try to find him, try to figure out where he's at. They just go to dinner and everybody just gets to hang out and talk. And it's just a great time. And this time I met a really wonderful person, Lydia Ray Waymeyer, I believe is the way you pronounce her last name. She's wonderful. Uh, We talked about all sorts of things mostly about my upcoming game wine because she's really interested in wine, but also we talked about (laughs) inclusion and diversity. We talked about how minorities can be more into board game design and just some really intelligent conversations had a really great time. On top of that, we met with uh, Kurt Covert and he showed me adventure party, which is the new um, D and D inspired role-playing game. That is uber simple. I mean, ridiculously simple and yet has a very cool twist. Basically, what it does is you roll your die blind behind your screen and then you describe the action and everybody else has to guess what your number was. So you have to be the guy who really tells the story in such a way that people can actually decipher your number. Uh, That was a great twist and we had a really good time just even doing that for a minute and a half. That was great. So many great moments, so many great people that I met and talked to. I can't go into everybody, but uh, yeah, I could go on and on. Sorry. 
Yeah, well, I'm just excited for next year. Like, I got to catch up with the guys from Level Up. That was great. Mm-hmm. And got to, you know, play War of the Ring, the card game, which is amazing. Almost got to meet my heroes, the Secret Cabal. Almost. Mm. It was, was that close, but it didn't work out. I didn't want to press anybody who was willing to introduce me to them because I don't want to be that guy. But, like, it was <laughs> just just an awesome thing. But what's enough about us. People don't watch the show to hear us talk. They're here to see about the, all the amazing people in the game. So let's go ahead and... Let's talk about the first person who I got to interview this weekend. Hey, folks, we're here with Matt Paquette on the floor. Matt, thank you for taking some time with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. So what are you here representing at Origins? Uh, So I run a visual design studio that works on tabletop games. We're called Matt Paquette and Company, and we're about a studio of eight people. Okay. How's Origins been for you so far? Oh, fantastic. My first Origins. We did the rebrand for Origins back in 2020, but as we all know, Origins didn't happen that year. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my first chance to see all of the work we did, the branding work we did kind of in in the wild. Yeah. Awesome. So what's your favorite Origins story, Matt? Well, I don't know about my favorite, but on the way up here this, this, this year, um, I live in Canada, so we crossed the border and a, uh, one, of our, one of the guys in the car we all checked we had passports, we did. We get to the border, he opens his passport, it's not his passport. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily we had a very forgiving uh, border patrol officer that let us through with just a driver's license, but uh, that was certainly a harrowing experience, but it turned out all for the best, so. Well, we're glad you made it down here. So we hope you have a great rest of time here at Origins, and if people wanna you know, support you, or wanna follow you, or get more Matt in their life, what can they do? Uh, they can go to our website, mattpaquette.com, um, or we, we're on Facebook as well, uh, and, uh, and Instagram. Okay. Thank you so much for taking time. Hope you enjoy the rest of your con. All right, you too. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So, Solid riddle me story. this. Yeah, riddle, riddle me this, though. If this was an American crossing, do you think that would actually happen? Do you think they would just say, hey, go, go ahead and on through? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I mean, a driver's license is a pretty solid piece of evidence, but still, uh, yeah, having somebody else's passport is a little shady. Uh, it's interesting. Okay, let's move on to our next story. Hey, we're here with Mark Rose from the All Play Booth. Mark, how's your Origins going so far? Hey, it's uh, it's been great. Super fantastic Origins this year. You guys have a massive booth as always. So what is All Play showing off this, this time around? Yeah, so we, uh, as always, uh, we are focused on demos, fun. We want people to come see us uh, play games. Uh, our f- we're focused on four new games this year, uh, or this show, Pollen, Roll to the Top, Big Top, and Fiction are our four new titles, um, as well as promoting our upcoming Kickstarter. Uh, should be hitting Kickstarter July 11th. Uh, furniture, uh, it's our Jasper 3.0, our Jasmine Table, and our Jasper Shelves. Uh, some, you guys have some of the best tables in the industry. So you guys are looking for a board game table, definitely check out Old Play. But, but uh, Mark, what's your favorite origin story? Like, What's your favorite memory of origins? Uh, you know, honestly, probably my first origins. Uh, it, was, it was my first large show. I'd done some regional, some smaller cons. Um, but really just to see this many people in one place that were excited about you know, something that I was passionate about, that I loved, and to see so many people put so much of their time and, and heart into that, um, obviously, you know, so many fun games over the years and uh, I've had a good time, you know, just getting to see friends that I don't get to see all the time. Um, but yeah, I think just the overall scope of Origins and the amount of excitement and love that people have for uh, if they're here with a company or with a booth or if they're just here to play with friends or family that they, you know, don't get to see all the time. 
um, yeah, really just, uh, you know, probably my first origins and having my eyes open to this type of a scale uh, of that type of love and excitement for a hobby that, uh, you know, we're all passionate about. So if people want to support All Play, what can they do? Uh, absolutely. They can find us uh, in your local retailer, uh, you know, visit your local stores. We are uh, available in uh, most, if not all, retailers. Um, check out our website, letsallplay.com. Uh, again, we have our, our Kickstarter coming up on July 11th. Uh, we will have another Kickstarter towards the end of the year for some uh, exciting new titles. Um, and then uh, actually right before or right around Gen Con this year, we will have fulfillment on our, uh, our last Kickstarter. So, uh, sorry, our, our previous to last Kickstarter, Sale, Chomp, Couture, and Mindspace. Those will all be available uh, around Gen Con. So just keep an eye on what, what all plays got going on. We've always got new and, and fun and exciting things to check out. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on us. Mark, thanks so much. Hope you enjoy the rest of your con. Thanks a lot. That booth was killing it. That booth was full the whole time. Uh, I was only able to squeeze in and get a couple of plays. I get to, I get to try roll for the top, and I got to play big top. Both those were pretty good. Uh, I really need to play big top with a number of people. Like that's not a two player game, so I can't bring that home to my wife. But I want to play that with a group and have a really good time with that. Um, also, I was personally trying to get into C fiction because uh, that is Peter C Hayward's design, um, and that. Those sections of the booth were always full, so that game must have been selling like hotcakes. Yeah, love all play, love them, love them, love them. Okay, our let's go to the next piece of audio. Hey, folks, we're here with Matthew Hawker from Koo Games. Matt, how are you doing so far? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. So we know each other from Break My Game. You'd helped me a lot in my initial play test and stuff. I'm still trying to get back onto your server. But how's your origins going? What are you doing here today? Uh, you know, it's pretty awesome. We are demoing Lily Hop, which is my upcoming game on Kickstarter, and we're selling copies of Bittersweet and Composition, which are my first two games. So those of you who have Lily Hop is one of my favorite games you've done. Like, like I played this, this a long. Time. I've been playing this for a long time, here on and off. It gets better with each iteration. So can you just give me a little glimpse? What is Lily Hop about? Uh, in Lily Hop, you're playing as frogs trying to collect flies. Don't worry, we definitely don't eat them. Wink, wink. Um, and you're bringing them back to your little mushroom house. Uh, the game is highly modular, and it has tiny circles of lily pads, and the lily pads move around constantly and have unique effects. My favorite part of the game is that at the end of your turn, there's a bag of lily pads not in play. You draw them out and you add them to one of the circles, so they get bigger and bigger and bigger, and the sort of puzzle of the game increases and gets more complex as the game goes on. I can highly recommend this one to our listeners for sure. So, Matthew, what is your favorite origin story? So, this is sort of cheesy, but last year uh, we were all starving, as most people are at conventions because you have to go all on a huge yeah. journey to get food. Um, we went out to get breakfast, uh, I think it was the third day we were at Origins last year, and we went to this breakfast place, and everyone was talking about how great it was. It was amazing. We walked in there, and we heard someone saying, this place is legendary. We were so hyped up. And that was the most okay breakfast sandwich I have ever had in my entire life. Like, I was like, this is not legendary. And then after that, we were calling everything legendary all weekend. So uh, that was probably my most legendary experience at Origins. Just aggressively mediocre. Awesome. Yes. Well, Matt, wish you all the best. Good luck today. Thank you. Have a good one. He is not aggressively mediocre. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. So right in the booth next to him, though, we're going to go now and just do a quick one over to our next audio clip. Hey, guys, we're with Joseph Frederick from Ludimus Games. Joseph, how's your convention going so far? So far, so good. Excited to be here. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great, great turnout so far. 
Uh, what are you showing off today? So you got a couple games actually that look really great on the table, may I say? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so we have We're Sinking, which is um, our, our first game that we kickstarted in October of last year. And we're getting ready to go into production with that one. And so we're here doing pre-orders for that, uh, showing it off, doing some demos and events. And, and then we're also kind of uh, teasing our other game, Toppings, uh, which is going to be hopefully coming out to Kickstarter later this fall. Awesome. For those of you who haven't played We're Sinking, it has like a ship that slowly sinks, like it actually sinks. Fantastic games. And I have played Toppings a few times. Really great pizza game as well. Uh, Joseph, what's your favorite origin story? Oh, boy. So last year was my first year uh, at Origins uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and we... Uh, we booked a, a Airbnb, and we thought it was. It looked great on the pictures. We thought it was going to be awesome. It was only like five minutes away from the convention, and we get there, and it is a. It is not a dorm room. It is in the cellar of a dorm room, <laughs> and the the ceiling. You have to like basically crouch to get into the into the room, and everything is just damp and humid. Oh no. Um, and it wasn't even humid outside, so not sure what was going on there. Just was not a great our 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 B and B this year much better, much better. Uh, but I always remember that. Maybe I listen to you all about Columbus, Ohio Airbnbs. They they're hit or miss. I can test to that hit or miss. Well, Joseph, hope the best for you, Ludus Gaines. If you're here, if you're here listening, check them out online. They're great. Booth one four two one. Ludus Games has really cool looking games like. Did you get a chance to look at the We're Sinking game? I saw it as I was walking by. I, I meant to circle back, and I don't think I ever got back to it. But, uh, yeah, tell me tell me more about what made that one amazing. Well, I have played it. It is a very good cooperative game. But really, the centerpiece is this ship that has, like, sections in it. And as mm -hmm. the game goes on, you take out different sections, and the, and the ship slowly gets smaller. But the way it looks on the table, it looks like the ship is slowly sinking into the table. That's great. So really thematic. And their next game, Toppings, which is a pizza game, it looks like a pizza. So they're really mm -hmm. hitting it on that, like, you know, eye-catching kind of games and stuff like that. Yeah. And what's that's one thing I noticed about Origins. Like, there wasn't too many of the quote-unquote big players there, but it really gave the chance for lots of smaller publishers to shine. Okay, well, let's move on to the next audio clip. Hey, Voyagers, we're here with Dave Campbell from Dolphin Hat Games, one of my favorite publishers out there. Dave, how's your Origins going so far? Ah, it's going great. I love Origins. It's a great show, and I'm glad we're one of your favorite publishers. Okay, well, reason people listen, reason I love it, first of all, if you don't know who Dolphin Hat is, you should. They've made Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza, one of my favorite party games. Also make, well, I'm, I'm going to let Dave talk about what they're showing off here, because they have a ton of great stuff going on. So Dave, what are, you, what are you showing off today at Origins? Well, we're pretty well known for Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza. And we've released a bunch of new additions for Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza. And for, for people that aren't familiar, Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza is a really uh, accessible, fun, big action party game uh, where you know, it only takes about 10, 15 minutes to play. But it's also a great cross-generational game, so you could have kids, play with older people. And usually with that kind of game, or especially with Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza, uh, you have a lot of instant laughs, right? And it's just a lot of instant fun. So what we're doing at this show is we've introduced a lot new, uh, a lot of new variants to Taco Cat Coach's Pizza, uh, especially focusing in on some like seasonal games, which is really neat. So with Taco Cat Coach's Pizza, we now have Santa Cookie Elf Candy Snowman, which is the Christmas edition. We've got a Taco Cat Coach's Pizza Easter edition, Halloween, where they're all wearing their favorite Halloween costumes. 
And it's just not reskinning the game. We actually put new actions into each one of these variants too. So there's a bunch of different little Easter eggs in all of them. Uh, I say Easter eggs because we do have an Easter edition as well too. <laughs> but the thing that we're really uh, showing a lot of this Origins and what we just came out with is our 8-bit edition. So we did kind of like a little redesign of Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza for Dave and Buster's. And now we've opened it up to the entire public. And what it is kind of got a little retro uh, NES uh, uh, Game Boy kind of design with the, the, the front of the cover. Because uh, I, I love the old school systems. And uh, with that, we've got some fun new special characters. Um, like we got Fireball, where you're launching a Fireball, or a Barrel Throw, like little Donkey Kong stuff. So it's a lot of fun. So th that's what we've been showing a lot of at Origins. That also with our big new release, 800 Pound Gorilla. Well, awesome. So, well, Dave, what's your favorite Origins story? What's the most memorable Origins experience you've had? Well, Origins for me is like a, a really popular show, or a really uh, important show, excuse me. And the reason why it's important to me is the first show that I did with Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza was Origins. So the first Origins that I did just a couple of years ago, uh, pre-pandemic, uh, I actually came to Origins and was able to get a booth that somebody didn't show up for. Uh, and so it was, I luckily had brought a couple boxes of Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza. I had one table. And so people actually still come up to me and they remember this, that it was just me in a 10 by 10 booth with just a table with a black tablecloth, my Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza hat, and a stack of Taco Cat Go Cheese Pizza games, and I was selling it for five bucks a piece. Wow. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's just a great, like, start launch point, you know? So this, being an Ohio company, being from Dayton, Ohio, coming out here to Columbus to Origins, Super important, that's my, my Origins memory. In fact, I think we had Father's Day that year too at Origins, so my kids actually came to visit me for Father's Day uh, during that Origins, so very memorable experience for me. Well Dave, we hope all the best for Dolphin Hat. We can't, I personally can't wait to see what happens next. Thanks so much for giving your time. Hope you have a great Origins. Thanks Joshua, it's been great meeting you and I can't wait to listen, wait to, listen to this podcast. Yeah, 800 pound gorilla. I got a chance to do a demo of that one. It's interesting. Like that's a very cool thing where it's an optical illusion but if you put them really close together, you can see just enough it's, of a difference. Oh, it's yeah, it's really, so good. Really cool. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. And um, that has some replayability to it. And then you grab the big banana and the whole thing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Let's move on to our next clip. Hey, Voyagers. We're here with Carla from Weird Giraffe Games, the publisher of all... I, I always found your themes incredibly interesting, which is why I'm excited to actually have an interview today. So, Carla, how's Origins going for you this year? Oh, it's going pretty good. I mean, I'm completely alive and no internal bleeding. And that's always the first step to, like, yep. you know, happiness. I mean, <laughs> you know, pretty healthy, probably. Probably. Well, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're healthy. We're glad you're, you know, strong and killing it. So, what is Weird Draft showing off this convention? What are some things that you're highlighting? Um, so this is the first convention where we have Gift of Tulips and Studies and Sorcery back in stock. We have the reprints happening, or like they happened, and they're here. So anyone that didn't get them the first time, um, where Gift of Tulips actually sold out the first week it was in retail. So I did not accurately uh, estimate that. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a good problem to have, but it's a problem nonetheless. I, I play Gift of Tulips. Very good game. Very good game. I... I I was. I always find you guys. How do you guys? One question we want to ask you. How do you guys approach your themes? Because I always find your guys' themes familiar but unique. So how do you guys approach those? Um, so it depends on if it's a game that I designed or if it's a game I signed from somebody else. Um, usually, when I sign a game from somebody else, 
like I ch maybe half the time I change the theme. I'm definitely looking for like weird themes that can like showcase different things. Um, but if a game comes in and I like the mechanisms or something, I could definitely change it. Um, such as I had um, a game that was pitched to me that was just like you're sending letters about and I changed it to be um, Spelling Beach. Um, but that was also a roundabout one because like in the back of my mind I had um, been looking at a catalog and realized I could make uh, Weird Draft Games Beach Balls. <laughs> um, so uh, I also have like uh, several people like that are part of the company where I'm like hey, isn't this cool? Um, and they are more adults than I am, and they're like, Carla, you can't just make beach just balls. Make beach balls. <laughs> you have to have a reason for it. So I you made found a, a reason. reason. <laughs> awesome. I can't argue with that now. <laughs> so what's your favorite origin story? Um, I think um, my most memorable origin story um, was um, my first Origins, which was my first convention, well, my first board game convention. I'd gone to like Dragon Con and Anime Central and different conventions like that, but never a board game convention. And it was, um, I was going to the convention because I had just uh, gone to Dragon Con, designed a game because of a panel, and I was told like, oh yeah, you need to go to conventions and play test your game. Um, so, I was there with my first game that I'd never brought to a convention before, um, and I went to the Unpub room, and I was like super nervous. I walked in, walked around, and immediately left, um, because like it was super intimidating. Um, well, and like it was all men, there was no ladies about at all. Um, but then I went and I regrouped for like a half an hour and I just like forced myself to sit down, introduce myself, become part of the community. And now like things are way different. I mean, it's like six years since then. Um, okay. But like the design rooms are like full of people that like look different and it's fantastic. Like I don't feel like the odd one out anymore. Awesome. Well, Carla, we wish the best for you and Weird Draft Games. Thank you so much for giving your time. We hope you have a great convention. Yeah, this was great, and thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Carla, Carla comes off as really sheepish and shy, but I can definitely tell she is extremely smart when it comes to knowing what games to choose for her brand. Because if there's anything, I can always kind of tell when a, a game is a weird giraffe game, if that makes sense to you, Andrew. Yeah, actually, yeah. And I really, really like what Wicked and Wise is doing, so she's got some cool stuff up her sleeve. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Hey, Voyagers, we're here with the team at Kinson Key Games, Colton Thompson and TK Keying. Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing great. Doing doing great. Absolutely. So your game was on the hotness. This is Galactic Cruise that was recently on the Board Game Geek's hotness. So can you tell me what you're showing off today regarding that? Yeah, so we brought uh, our prototype of Galactic Cruise to Origins to just demo, play test, try to get in front of as many people as we can. Um, and it's been just super exciting to see you know people come up who've seen it on the hotness um, to, to say, hey, that's Inno Tools art, or hey, I've, I've seen this on BGG. So it's been really cool to connect with people and show them the game. Okay, well, this is your first time at Origins. What, what is your what is your impression of the convention? Have people been like really receptive to it? Have they been excited about it? It's been it's been crazy. Like how receptive, how excited people have been to see it. Um, we actually had a. Uh, this is my favorite. My favorite thing that's happened so far is a girl was walking past stopped in her tracks and got this like glazed over look and she said 
it's it's the game. That's the one. And she's like, can I play it? I have friends. I can call my friends right now. It was it was incredible, and it's deeply humbling. So exciting for us because it seems like it wasn't that long ago we were like begging people to play our game, and now people are begging us like, do you have time? Can I can I, can I sit in? I play half a game if you don't have time. It's it's incredible. It's it's, it's been great. Awesome. So, so that's been your favorite part of what your origin story so far? It, it's definitely mine. I don't know if TK has a, a story to top it, but that's been that's been mine for sure. Yeah, so that's definitely been exciting. Outside of that, like it's just been so great to, to see people that we've only met online, right? Because we do a lot of play testing, a lot of interaction with Board Game Design Lab and a lot of great uh, Facebook communities. And so some of these people like Josh, you know, we've met before in person, but a lot of people, it's been the first time like Evan Halbert, David Diaz, like a lot of these great people we've met online. It's been really cool to put a face, you know, with an in-person meeting. So that's probably my favorite. Awesome. So if people want to support Galactic Cruise and know more about it or support Kins and Key, where can they go? How, how can they find you guys? Yeah, so our website is kinsandkeygames.com. There we have a landing page where you can drop your email. We also have a private Facebook group of Galactic Cruise and our Discord and stuff. But I know if you if you hit our email list, you'll get all those links and everything. So, you know, we'd love to have you follow along. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoy the rest of the con. Yeah, all thank right, you. Thank you. I'm big fans of these three. They do great work. They are really good in the community. They're happy to play test all the time, and they give good feedback. But on top of that, Galactic Cruise is a great game, or it was a great game the first time I play tested it. Then a couple months later, I play tested it again. It got better. Play tested it a third time. It got even better. So I don't know when it's going to stop getting better, but I'm already going to buy it. Yes, yeah, so as someone like I think we've kind of established on the podcast that. Andrew's definitely more of the heavier gamer than I am. Not even say he's like a Lepsiserta guy, but he's definitely the heavier gamer. I love Galactic Cruise. And like, I'm not, I, I like heavy games, but like, I don't play too often. Galactic Cruise is one game I, I want to keep coming back to because they have just refined it down so well. So yeah, love, love those guys. Can't wait to see how that, how their campaign goes. Hey, listeners, we're here with Sydney Egglestein from Indie Boards and Cards. She's gracious enough to give her a few minutes of her time. She has a really busy booth right now. Sydney, how's Origins going for you guys? Origins is going great. It's been a fantastic year. Uh, I've been out taking uh, prototype pitches from prospective game designers, and there is something in the water this year. Everyone's done an amazing job. We've taken so many prototypes. People are really, really good at game design this year. <laughs> So how do you like get through all that? What's your, what's your like, quick? What's your process of like filtering through that? So uh, here at Indie Boards and Cards and Strongholds Games, we have an open submission box. So uh, we have an email account that anyone can email with a sell sheet of their board game, and I go through them before conventions uh, and find people who are coming to that convention who have games that fit our sort of portfolio. So the right player count, the right length the right mechanics of what we're looking for, email them back to set up a meeting, and then they just bring their prototype. We sit down for 10, 15 minutes while they walk us through, and we see if it's something that we're interested in looking at more. Awesome, great. So what's your favorite origin story? Um, My favorite origin story is one that repeats every year, and it's that I get to go to the North Market and eat a banh mi sandwich from the Vietnamese place, which is just the greatest food in the entire world. Every single day, I get the same lunch over and over and over <laughs> again. Yeah, that North Market's no joke. It is, it is amazing. Awesome. So if, if, be, if you know, listeners want to support Indie Boards and Cards or support you, what, what best can they do? Uh, so 
You can find us at pretty much every big convention we go to. Come over, buy from us. We don't usually sell direct except at conventions. So it's super fun to get to actually connect with fans and sell the games directly to them. Uh, but otherwise, if you're not making it out to conventions, uh, definitely follow us on Kickstarter. We've always got new projects coming out. Uh, we have announced Terraforming Mars Prelude 2, which is super exciting. It's going to go on Kickstarter maybe September, October. It's not nailed down, but pretty soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We got a new Aeon Zen game that's going to come out on Kickstarter next year. So there's just always new stuff to find. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Hope you have a great rest of your convention. Yeah, hope you do too. Yeah, I even had the Bon Me. That was pretty strong. So I, I can't disagree. Uh, I also really enjoyed the hot chicken upstairs, a little hidden area. Had a good time with that. Um, yeah, I mean, even the basic pizza is pretty tasty. I also got a chance to try a Buckeye, which if you've never had, is a little bit like a Reese's Pieces, but crunchier. Or no, not Reese's Pieces, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but round and crunchier. I can gorge myself on pierogi. <laughs> let's head on to the next, let's head on to the next, next audio clip. Hey, Voyagers, we're here. We're back with Mike from 3WS. Mike, how are you doing? It's been a while. It's been a year, almost exactly, since I've seen you. Uh, doing great. Glad to be here. Glad to be in Columbus. Glad to be celebrating my birthday with a ton of friends. It's a happy birthday, then. On Monday. Happy birthday. Well, I hope it's a good one. It was great. Yeah. So what are you, what are you guys showing off today at 3WS? So we finally have uh, production copies of Stuff of Legend, uh, Boogeyman editions here with the books, um, with all the minis and all the glorious stuff that's inside of it. We also have the first uh, pre-release copies of Mission Control that we've been design, uh, dying to have out there. Um, with the simulator, the Tempo simulator's been getting great feedback, everyone's having a blast. And then we're really showing off charcuterie and that's been just buzzing. Um, and I split you choose tile drafting game where you're hosting a charcuterie party. Uh, the art's beautiful. Uh, the gameplay's fast and quick. Um, so really excited about that one. And when's that coming to Kickstarter? That'll be uh, it'll be fall. We're shooting for beginning of September. Awesome. So, and what's your favorite origin story? So I want to be uh, uh, sarcastic and say Bruce Wayne. Haha. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but. Uh, honestly, it's it's any story that involves the friends that I don't get to see throughout the year. Um, and last night, I was packing up to go to bed at 1 a.m. And I'm 30 seconds away from heading to the hotel and being in bed by 1. And around the corner comes Daryl Andrews and all these other designers. <laughs> and they're like, Mike, you're coming for pizza. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. And they're like, Mike, you're coming for pizza. And I'm like, I'm going for pizza. I hit the bed at 4 in the morning. Oh, Daryl. <laughs> I love him. I love him, Eric. All of them are great. And it's those, it's those stories, those moments that, I mean, you don't get on a regular basis, but you have them here and they stick with you. And it, it's, it's, again, some of the cool, I've talked on the show, it's some of the coolest industry people, some of the coolest humans I've met, um, but this industry is full of so many amazing people. You can't pass up opportunities like that and it's stories that just stick with you. So. Awesome. So if people want to support 3WS, what can they do? Uh, they can find me on the Discord. I'm constantly living there. Uh, thirdworld.com, uh, TH3, thirdworld.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We have an Instagram. Like, we're all over the place. So, Awesome. Mike, have a good rest of the convention. Thanks for taking time with us. Great to see you, brother. Uh, I can not only relate to his story, but he did the same thing to me. I was going to bed and he hauled me over <laughs> and uh, I was playtesting till three in the morning. So I completely understand and I don't regret it for a second. I didn't sleep that much that night, but who cares? It's funny, like listening to all these stories, like we bring up so many of the same names. Mm -hmm. 
and it's just the board gaming world is such a small circle it's growing exponentially every day every year but like it's still a pretty small circle like once you know someone it's not hard to get to know everybody it's a little like a town like you you can't possibly run into everyone every day but you put a convention together and everybody's in the same place and you have a certain amount of square footage and yeah you're gonna see multiple people multiple times and and everybody's so gracious and kind and fun i mean not every single person obviously nobody's everything but an inordinarily large percentage of the people in this industry are overwhelmingly kind let's head to the next audio clip hey voyagers we're here with jeremy from sophisticated cerberus games showing off what are you showing off today at origins jeremy so we have two games we have the stifling dark which we launched on kickstarter last october we also have our new game that'll be launching next year gears of industry Okay, awesome. So, what's the, so maybe people who haven't heard, what's the Stifling Dark? What is what is what is that game? Yeah, so Stifling Dark is a one versus many hidden movement horror game for two to five players. One person plays the adversary, and everybody else is an investigator trying to survive and escape. Kind of our unique mechanic is the flashlight. So we have a line of sight mechanic with an acrylic piece that's a flashlight, and they use that to see throughout the board and kind of find where the adversary is, and also find evidence to escape. Awesome. So, what else? You say you have a new game you're showing off too. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so we just announced Gears of Industry this week. Uh, so we signed with a local designer named Nanda, and we will be publishing this game on Kickstarter in 2024. It's an engine building game with gears as our main component. So kind of our desire as a publisher is to have games with innovative mechanics and also components that fit in well with the theme. So for Cycling Dark, that's the flashlights. For Gears of Industry, it's the gears. You're building a factory with gears that produce mana, and to fulfill your customers' orders, you can upgrade your gears, swap them out, and kind of build a perfect machine to fulfill those orders. That's what actually caught my eye when I first walked by was the flashlights and the gears. So you're definitely hitting the nail on the head with such eye-catching stuff. But, but Jeremy, just to answer the question, uh, what's your favorite origin story? Yeah, origin story, I think we had, when we first came here last year, it was our first time at a big convention. So we had done local conventions in Minneapolis, where we're from, but this is our first big convention that we attended. And so we just had a lot of people coming up and like they walk by and kind of see the flashlights. Um, but I think one of the things we just had, actually it was probably a couple days, or yesterday's playtest, we had an uh, end of the stifling dark. We were at the end of the game, the investigators needed to install a part in a truck, and they used a bunch of abilities to get to the truck, install the part. They had to roll a six on a D6 to escape, otherwise they were all gonna die and they hit the six. And it's just fun to see those kind of like ultimate moments in the game where like it's life or death, they had to make this one roll and they did it and they succeeded and they got out. Um, but there's a twist. Uh, the investigator that escaped was actually possessed. So one of our, our adversaries here, the uh, demons or the cultists, have an ability to possess an investigator and they can then turn that investigator against the other investigators. The person that escaped was possessed. And so there's a little, we haven't quite decided if they actually won or not because the person that left was possessed and then who knows what happened after they got out. But that's just a cool way to kind of finish the game on that six, but there was that little catch of the person's possessed and who knows if they actually made it out alive or not. Well, that's awesome. So people want to support sophisticated server studios, what can they do? Yeah, so you can visit us. Uh, we'll be launching our Kickstarter for Gears of Industry next year. Otherwise, the Stifling Dark is available for pre-order today. Um, if we're on social media, at SoftServe, S-O-P-H-C-E-R-B. Otherwise, our website is sophisticatedserverist.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Hope you have a great rest of your convention. Yeah, thank you. You as well. So you didn't get a chance to see this one, from my understanding. Is that it right, Andrew? No, and I'm very intrigued. Although, that little story right there just reminds me that no story ever really ends. <laughs> this is a, a really cool looking game. Like they have like plastic pieces that simulate flashlights so it can help you like only see certain parts of the board. 
I think that they're going to do some really cool things by the looks of it. And they had like their prototype out for the next game also looks really cool. So I'm excited to see what's up, what's coming from sophisticated Cerberus games. Hey, Voyagers, we're here with Mark Spector from Grand Gamers Guild. Mark, how's your origins going so far? Uh, things are going pretty well. Uh, we've been pretty steadily busy. You have caught me in a lull, so hopefully that will end soon. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's been a great show. People are at lunch, getting a late lunch, so I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Uh, so what are you guys showing off this, this convention? Uh, well, we have a huge backlog of titles, but our new stuff is Ahau, Rulers of Yucatan. Uh, we have Holiday Hijinks number seven, The Turkey Trial. We have the Artemis Odyssey, and we have the second edition of the Artemis Project, plus the Satellites and Commanders expansion. Awesome, awesome. So I saw the Artemis Project expansion, and people seem to be really excited about that. Can you tell us like, just a tiny more about that? Sure, Artemis Project itself, the base game, is a highly interactive dice, placer, dice placement game. And the expansion, called Satellites and Commanders, adds Satellites and Commanders, new place for you to put your dice uh, and interact uh, more strategically with the board. The commanders function as wild, and they can also buff your dice in certain places. And we added in new buildings and new expeditions and new events. Awesome. Well, one thing I want to tell Voyagers, Grand Gamers Guild, they look great, they play great, love what you guys do. So tell me, Mark, what's your favorite origin story? Well, um, a long time ago, there was a mischievous game called Morton's List. And let's just say that the tale ends with us having an unfriendly run-in with show security. And we'll leave out all the details in between. You're just, just breaking all the rules, aren't you? We were, actually, that night, uh, like 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> and we won't do it again. Awesome. We'll leave that in, 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 we'll leave that in anonymity, then. So if people want to support Grand Gamers Guild, what can they do? What's the best way they can do that? Uh, they could just send me money at random. <laughs> no. Um, all our games can be ordered at grandgamersguild.com. Uh, you can find me on all the social media by searching Grand Gamers Guild. And basically, we have titles for all types of gamers, whether you like escape rooms or fillers or epic games. We have titles that are across the board. Well, thank you so much. I hope the rest of your con and have a great rest of your have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> just, who who knows what he could have done? It's just there's just it's one of those stories. You're like, yeah, we got kicked out by security. That's all you need to know. Well, I mean, sometimes it's better to leave things to your imagination. The imagination is better than real life, right? So I'm imagining all these crazy things, and it probably did something very minute. But, you know, it's all good. Well, I have a confession to make, Andrew. This next audio clip, I kind of goofed up. Uh-oh. And you'll, you'll see what happened very shortly why I goofed up. Hey, Voyagers, I'm here with Spencer Campbell from Gila RPGs. I had to throw some RPGs in here because I am an RPG boy. Spencer, how's your Origins going? It's going great so far. It's been really nice. I got to actually drive to a convention instead of fly, which was <laughs> nice. And uh, I learned how to play Crokinole, which I have never played before. And I uh, got to try that, which was really fun, actually. Crokinole spectacular, so I'm glad you got to do that. I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with it now. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> so what are you showing off this weekend at Origins? We're showing off a bunch of our indie RPGs. We've got Slayers, Nova, Lumen, Rune. They're all uh, unique uh, role sy or rule systems that are designed by us. Uh, we're a group out of Chicago. And yeah, if you like uh, role-playing games and you want an indie spin, that's what we got. Indie RPGs are severely underrated. So what's your favorite one here? Just like, if you would pick a favorite one that you design or someone else design, what would it be? My, I think my favorite one is probably Slayers, just because it is my very 
unique take on the fantasy genre. Every class has their own unique set of mechanics, which is, I think, very different for role players. They're not used to that, but it's a, that concept of asymmetry is really embraced by board game people. So I think they see it in their games, and then when they see it in a role-playing game, there's like a, 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 a bridge has been gapped between our two groups. Awesome. So what's your favorite origin story? My favorite origin story, so I just recently binge-watched the entire uh, series of The Expanse, which I never watched before. I had some time, so I watched all six seasons. And my favorite origin story is Amos, who starts off as kind of just like a, a very strange psychopath, essentially. But and I, I don't want to spoil too much in case anybody hasn't seen The Expanse, but you get to start to see his origins in Baltimore and stuff like that. And there's a, there's a lot more going on under, under the hood that I think is just really, really fascinating. It takes, a, a, I think, a, a stereotype of a character that most people would shrug off and, and adds a really interesting layer to it. Awesome. So people want to support Gila RPGs, what can they do? They can go to gilarpgs.com, which has the links to all of my stuff where you can find digital copies, physical copies, a mailing list. You can also find my Twitter account, which is also Gila RPGs where I'm constantly shouting about new projects and things like that. Awesome. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. I'll let you get back to your booth. Thanks for taking your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we, so, you got to be clear yeah, in your language, you right? And leave it to a guy who's a storytelling guy to go ahead and, and go outside the bounds and try to seduce the dragon. You know, like, I mean, that's that's what you do, right? So he went and told his favorite origin story for a character that wasn't himself. Hey, Voyagers, I'm here with Tyler from Origami Whale. Tyler, how is your Origins going? Origins going great, getting a lot of playtesting done, seeing a lot of good faces, a lot of people, a lot of repeat people out here telling us great stories about our games and enjoy seeing everyone out here. So what games are you showing off at this convention? Yeah, so we're showing off Dicey Devices, which is an area control engine building game. Uh, testing's going well. Everyone's really complimenting the art, which is making me happy because it's not a lot of, it's not an art style you see a lot out there that has that retro tune style, think like Dexter's Laboratory. So getting a lot of that feedback's making me feel a lot better. Awesome, awesome. So when, when, when can people expect this game to be out, like Dicey Devices? Yeah, we're looking at Kickstarter Q1 of next year. Awesome. So what's your favorite origin story? So, favorite origin story, we have a booth neighbor that actually really likes our game, Danger the Game. He came up with it the other day and told us like how great of a time he had at a bachelor's party playing the game. They went through every card, staying up to 3 o'clock in the morning. These are the stories that I really live for to hear about. Um, he was telling me how great the game was. So, being able to see that and know that we're a part of other people's lives in that way makes me happy. Awesome. If you guys haven't heard of Origami Whale, they have great products. Danger the Game is a classic. We played it actually at my game store. Everybody loved it. So, if people want to support Origami Whale, Tyler, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, you can go to origamiwellgames.com, check out all of our social links. We would love it if you follow the Dicey Devices Facebook group page as we just launched that and we're growing that now. Awesome. Tyler, thanks so much for your time. Hope you have a great origins. Thanks, Josh. Well, that's the last of our audio clips. What are your overall impressions of this so far, Andrew, of this, this whole this menagerie? I think you did a great job getting nuggets and snippets from lots of different people and lots of different people that I really enjoy, that I know and I'm happy that I got to know. So, I mean, I, I wish I almost wish I was taking a microphone around and gotten a different set of people, but we can't have an hour and a half episode. So that's going to be okay. This is, this is a really good cross section. <laughs> you do that at Gen Con. Okay. We'll try to do a Gen Con episode. Okay. Maybe. Man, I got to be too busy doing stuff, man. <laughs> See, what you don't know about Andrew is that he is a monster networker. He's an absolute, 
he consumes networking like a lawnmower consumes helpless blades of grass. That that he may just, or may not be but, true. Yeah, I, I do take every opportunity I can to connect with people and just have a good time. And the world opens up itself to you if you make yourself available to it, right? So it's all about just taking advantage of life experiences and not saying no whenever you possibly can. And then also just trying to be in the right place. Just try to be in the room. Just try to be around these things and be generous and kind with your time and, and the world rewards you back. So for those who are not doing those things, try, try to do those things. It, it makes life a lot better. Awesome. I think that's a good note to end on. So let's resurface really quickly. Great. We're at the, we're at the, all that wonderful stuff. Well, if you guys are ever at a convention, listeners, and you want to say hi to us, please do. Yes. We love when people say hi. I'm barring from Aaron Mankey there. We love when people say hi. But like, this is just, you know, we, we want to we want to talk to you guys. We're, we want to hear your stories. And we just like, we like people. We do. Yeah, actually, I had uh, I had six different listeners come up to me and say hello to me in this thing. And that was also one of my favorite moments. All six of them. But they were really great moments where like people I had never met before came to me and says, I'm really sorry to bother you, Andrew, but I, I like the podcast. I like the Tabletop Submarine. Thank you for what you do. And that just makes my heart glow. And I really, really love those moments. And I, I feel bad that I can't spend more time with those people and like get to hear more of their things. I'm usually on the way to something. But that said, don't, don't not do that. Please keep making my day. Yeah, I love how you say I'm the brains behind this podcast, but you're the one getting recognized. So... <laughs> Uh, anyways if you were giving an audio clip to us thank you so much for doing so and if you're listening thank you so much for that as well as always my name is josh and i'm andrew he's the face of this podcast and this is the tabletop submarine <laughs>